from above, the program that explores the intersection of music and faith, and I am your co-host, Deacon Tom Lowy. And I'm Sister Sarah Burdick, and I could never get tired of that song. Well, I'll tell you, we got four weeks of it, you know. (laughs) 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 Well, I I don't mean to make a laugh out of it, because actually it's true, we do, we have four weeks, because we are entering into Advent, and uh, that's what our show is going to be today, uh, we're going to be looking at music that is specifically... Uh, located during the season of Advent, the time of waiting and preparation, when we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Because we know at the end there's going to be a beautiful day, a birth of a child, 
Okay, and then we will celebrate Christmas. But coming up to it is a very profound season in the in the uh, the church's uh, uh, liturgical season. It's it's uh, in our calendar. It's it's very very important for us to go through this um, uh, this time of of patiently waiting for the coming of our Lord. You know, and I think Deacon Tom, in this time of waiting, the world kind of presses in. Right, oh, yeah. the world presses in with, you know, the the Christmas music and the you know all the Christmas decorations. Which I think Christmas decorations in some of the stores were up even before Halloween, for oh, example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for us to just kind of say, whoa, 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 this is a time of watching. It's a time of anticipation. I think some people that start. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think some people that start listening to Christmas carols right now. That by the time, or Christmas music in general, by the time we get into the Christmas season, they're so sick of it. It's right. like, can we go to March Madness now? Yeah. <laughs> right, know? exactly right. Yeah, I actually have a little story about <laughs> Christmas music and and uh, um, the um, how tedious it can become. Um, many many years ago, when I was a very young man, okay, I actually worked for um, a toy store called Toys R Us. <gasps> we be toys. Oh, yeah. Toys R Us. Toys R Us, yeah. right. Toys R Us. Cool. And I did it, I did it for like, uh, oh, three seasons in a row, okay. Uh, was this just during the Christmas season? Just that dur- you did? well, you know, I, I I would I would take the job up sometime oh. just a little bit before Thanksgiving, and uh, you know because that's when that's when everything was happening. They're trying to get prepared. But here's here's what happened, and this is why why Christmas music became such a uh, a burden. Now I, I've been relieved of that burden because now I can I can go back and listen to it with joy. But uh, but uh, they would play Christmas music in the store constantly. I bet you got sick of it. Are you kidding me? You almost go mad from it. Just too much. Just stop it. Stop it. Because it was like, you know, you would hear the entire sequence of, of, you know, four times or five times a day. It would go through this entire sequence. One song after another, after another, after another, until you got crazy with it. And I'll tell you, you work four, five, six weeks listening to nothing but Christmas music. (laughs) You were done. You're done. (laughs) It cooks you. But Advent, you're right. Advent is is a time when we should wisely... Take that moment. Be patient. Sit back. Pray. Pray in anticipation. Okay, but also pray with a certain level of. Um, there's there's a, there's a certain grief that goes on. I mean, we do wear purple for a reason. You know what I'm saying? There's it is a time of it is of a repent- penitential right. It's good, repentance and and uh, um, uh, uh, we know that we must be prepared mm-hmm. for what is to come. You know, so listen. I'll, let me go on. and the the first the first thing that we heard, very ancient piece by the way. Um, uh, it's a text setting uh, from the O Antiphons, uh, and the, this was published in uh, 1723. But that doesn't mean that it was um, that that's when it came out. No, it's it actually was composed many 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 centuries before that, the seventh or eighth century A.D. It is a part of the early church's. Um, Tradition for Advent, and um, this is the recording that you just heard is actually quite a lovely one. Uh, hard to come by, by the way, because uh, I think it was self-produced. Uh, it's uh, called "For Unto Us a Child Is Born: uh, Liturgical and Devotional Journey Through Advent to Christmas," and it was uh, for the celebration of the 25th anniversary of Christendom College. Uh, and it's di- uh, the choir and scola uh, uh, is directed by uh, Dr. Kurt Potterjack. 
Well, excuse me, Potter Rack, rather, okay, who was also the master of the choristers. And uh, I thought I thought it was just a very beautiful uh, performance and well worth worth listening to. But you know what we should do is listen to the, or, or talk a little bit about the lyric themselves, because I think that's where the, the true beauty of this uh, comes from. Uh, we all know it, you know, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice! Rejoice. The Gaudet, Gaudet, Emmanuel, uh, shall come to you, O Israel. And and there is uh, a number of um, uh, parts to it. It goes, uh, let's see, four, five, six, seven. There are seven O-comes, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, seven of them that, that happen in the course of it. And each one is a little bit different. The first one is come Emmanuel. The second one is O Wisdom, O come O Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, come, great Lord of might, uh, and then uh, uh, come, rod of Jesse, uh, uh, or um, let's see here, what do we have next? Oh, come, key of David. All of these things have have uh, a really important meaning, right? Uh, and your liturgical meaning as well as the uh, theological meaning. Correct. You're, and what you're talking about are the O antiphons, and they're called O antiphons because they all begin with O, mm-hmm. which is like O come, O come, Emmanuel. And these are chanted at Vespers, so it's it would be the um, the antiphon right before the Magnificat. So it's between December seventeenth and the twenty third. So this is really they're they're ancient, they're mm-hmm. ancient person. And then it's interesting because if you spell them out with the the first letter of each, it's something like arrow cross, E R O C R A S, um, which means I will be with you tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I huh. did not know that. Yeah. There That's, you go. See, sister, you're just you're brilliant. No, I'm not brilliant. I just I was doing a little bit of a study of it last year and i just mm-hmm. thought that was so cool you know some yeah. some say oh yeah no that's not what it really means but i think it's pretty cool to think of it that way well the very fact that it that it's found there mm-hmm. you know um, i was uh, uh, under the impression that in in monasteries and convents mm-hmm. what used to happen was that on each week when they would sing you know the the o antiphon for that that week mm-hmm. uh, there would be a little gift that would be given to the 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 sisters and the and the the monks oh yeah and that that they would be related to the antiphon itself, which one that you know was for that particular week, and I, I wish I knew what huh. those things were, but yeah. apparently maybe I should start a new tradition with my order. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'd love you for giving well, you giving them little giving gifts, little gifts. Know, during during Advent. Yeah. Well, listen, let's let's go our next selection here. Um, this is um uh this is the Rorate Celi. Okay, drop down ye heavens. Okay, uh, it's taken from uh, the uh, uh, the prophet Isaiah, uh, and it is um. Uh, an oratorian officia propia of 1673. Uh, and uh, why don't we listen to it on the other side? We'll talk a little bit about it because I think it's, it's quite a lovely, lovely piece. This is the Rorarte Celi.
that is the Rorante Celi. Very, very um, um, uh, brief um, piece. It, it's, uh, it's from a, a, a larger work, uh, but uh, the recording that I have it from is uh, the uh, choral ensemble of the Order of the Frate Minori of Busto Arzisio, uh, which is a, a lovely um, order of, of monks. And uh, the directors are uh, uh, P.F. Cavalleri and Father Colombo. Uh, beautiful recording uh, from, uh, it's called The Gregorian Advent and Christmas on uh, Fine Tune Records. It was released way back in 1977. But here's what we're listening to, okay? First of all, it is the, uh, o- the opening line from um, uh, Isaiah uh, from uh, <coughs> chapter 45. And it says, Drop down, you heavens from above. And let the skies pour down righteousness. Be not wroth very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. The holy city is a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. By the way, wilderness is uh, um, one of the themes that we hear in Advent. That's uh, uh, repeated again and again in, in the readings that we have. Uh, and then it goes on, Jerusalem is uh, is a desolation, our holy and our beautiful house where our fathers praised thee. We have sinned, and we are as an unclean thing, and we do uh, uh, fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Thou hast hidden thy face from us, and hast consumed us because of our iniquities. This is a, a, an incredibly powerful um Lyrically, when you, when you think about it, it's incredibly powerful because it really is talking about where we really need to be in our hearts during the, the season of Advent. Yes, our iniquities have weighed us down. That's why we wait. We say, you know, Lord, come, Lord, come. We need, we need you to be here to, to change things, to, to be with us and to grant us salvation from that which we are, we are aware, we are aware of our sins and we, we need salvation from them. So just a beautiful little piece, and, and I think it's uh, good for us to hear that. And this is traditionally done during the season of Advent. You know, Deacon Tom, I think it's really worth, um, I don't know what kind of time we have, but I, I think it's worth reading Isaiah chapter 45, starting in, starting in verse 8. And it's a little different, the, the translation's a little bit different, and um, <clears throat> so it's, Shower, O heavens, from above, and let the skies rain down righteousness. Let the earth open that salvation may sprout forth. I I find that interesting. Let the earth open that salvation may sprout forth. Um, I know um, when St. John Paul II was commenting on Psalm 67, um, and the the translation is, uh, the earth has yielded its fruit. For God, our God, has blessed us. That's not RSV, but it's it's the different translation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, um, the earth is Mary, and the fruit is is Jesus. Oh, the earth has yielded its fruit. But it, it goes on, and it says, woe to him who strives with his maker, an earthen vessel with the potter. I mean, it takes chutzpah for <laughs> for the clay to say to the potter, what are you doing? What do you? Why'd you make me like this? Yeah. You know, and I think that we can tend to do that and it's like lord help us to be humble right you know who who was the greatest in exhibiting humility jesus mm-hmm. right yeah absolutely you know and 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 uh, that's a very interesting point that you're bringing forth uh, sister you know about um, 
you know, why, talking to, to the Lord like, you know, why did you make me like this? Yeah. Okay. It was his choice to do so. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's placed us on a journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have to accept the, you know, his, his wisdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. His beauty. His, what he wants for us. It, we will learn what that is yeah. as we go on our journey. Mm-hmm. But we do have to trust in him. Exactly. Because to, to go in, in another direction is to say no to God. Yeah. You know. No, you're not. You're not the Lord of my life. Well, yes, that's yes, you is. Yeah, yeah, yes, you is. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, you is. Yes, you is. Yeah, you are. You are the yeah. Lord, and and uh, you have made me, and um, I I am the the pot that you have uh, made, and it's, it's your hand that has made me, and uh, so accepting that reality, and uh, and finding a way of of accepting it with joy is an important thing. Well, let's go on to our next selection. This, the, the, we're going to actually, we'll end the first half of um, Notes from Above with two pieces, but we're going to listen to them in, not, not, you know, uh, in sequence, but uh, one after the other. Uh, but uh, we, I do want to go in and point this out because it's a, a beautiful recording uh, that I came across, and I think we featured it on, on Notes from Above in the past. It's called an English Lady Mass, Medieval Chant and Polyphony. Now, the term medieval is is absolutely true. When you hear this, you're going to be walking back into a period of time that is very, very ancient. Uh, it's put out on the Harmonia Mundi label, um, and that is a great label. Anytime you see that, uh, you know, pick it up. You'll you'll be pleased. But we're gonna. Uh, what happened back in the in the uh, medieval days is that uh, they would do masses for Our Lady, um, mm-hmm. almost you know every. Every day they would have lady masses. That was a very common thing. But during Advent, there were certain pieces that were um, uh, used uh, that you would only have uh, performed uh, during Advent. And so we're going to listen to one of them. It's called the the Felix Namque. Uh, it's an offertory chant, and uh, quite lovely. I think you'll enjoy it very much. Uh, this is uh, from a uh, done from the 13th century. Okay. So it's uh, uh, and the uh, the choir is called the Anonymous Four. So let's oh, yes. yes, let's listen to Felix Nanque, right. and then on the other side we'll have a little conversation about this.
beautiful. That's the, the Felix Namque. Obviously, we're listening to a, a type of chant. Uh, this is not actually Gregorian chant that we, we heard. It's actually Sarum chant. And uh, back in, in uh, uh, during the medieval time, there were more than one rite for the church. So in other words, there was, and there still is to this day, by the way, and, and uh, those who, uh, um, for instance, our Chaldean audience, uh, you know, they, they have another uh, rite that they that they uh, do the mass in. Byzantines have another rite that they do it in. But at one time there was a thing called the, the Sarum rite, and uh, it was... Um, Not to be confused with Saruman, as in... J.R. Tolkien. Right, right, exactly right. But it was uh, it was uh, 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 an English rite, okay? So you would hear it, especially in, uh, like, where Scotland and England meet. They're up in, in the York area, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was where uh, it was very, very uh, uh, common. Uh, and, uh, it's, and, and there was a... Um, uh, it was a monkish kind of a um, community. Okay, there's a lot of lot of nuns, lots of monks, not as many priests as as you might think. Okay, that was that was rather uncommon, but uh, but people would live in in community, and uh, so they would they would uh, um, develop their own chant, and so that's what we heard, and and it's it's actually quite lovely to hear the. Um, how it differs from Gregorian chant. If you have an ear for it, you actually have to have an ear for it. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, they all sing in unison, which which is mm-hmm. one of the things that you hear when you hear chant. Mm-hmm. But let's let's go and talk a little bit about what was being said there. Okay. Now remember, mm-hmm. this is an offertory, so this is this is bringing the gifts to the altar. Okay, for consecration. So bringing the the wine and the, the bread. Okay, that the, that the priest would then uh, uh, consecrate. And so uh, and it is from a lady mass. Okay for advent and here's what they're they're singing this is what the what we just heard in i'll do it in english here happy art thou o sacred virgin mary and most worthy of all praise for out of thee hath arisen the son of righteousness that's s-u-n by the way son of righteousness christ our lord and then that beautiful alleluia at the end that that uh, sort of fades into eternity but I, I I love this uh, this understanding of of Mary's uh, purpose. Okay, uh, uh, they they understand very well that out of her you know has come this Son of Righteousness, this new day, mm. this new day that is about about to dawn. And of course that's that's an Advent theme as well. Okay, that there is a new day coming. Um, the coming, by the way, is another another thing that we hear constantly during Advent. If if you uh, go to daily mass, you're going to hear a lot of the readings will be you know uh, talking about that that which is to come. Yeah. You know, Deacon Tom, I get convicted during Advent because it is easy to get just get too busy and running around and all that kind of thing. And I was thinking, you know, <laughs> is God waiting on us? Oh my! You know, like yeah. sometimes I wonder if he just says, "Okay, I'm waiting for you," and in fact, we should be waiting for him. Right. So think about that. You know, if you tend to get really super busy and you know you're running around, is God just saying, "Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you." Mm-hmm. Let's let's turn it around and say, "Lord, help me to stop. Really, help me to stop what I'm doing to acknowledge." your love, to acknowledge your faithfulness, to say thank you for the blessings that you have given in the past. Mm-hmm. But let's not make God wait. Let's wait on him. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. 
Well, you know, let's let's go to our next selection, and this is also from that same recording, the the uh, English Lady Mass, uh, and this is a sequence. Now, uh, sequence or sequentia, okay, is something that is sung um, uh, uh, during the um, liturgy of the Word in the Mass. Um, so when we have um, an Alleluia uh, coming up just prior to the gospel. Before that happens, they'll have what they would call a sequence. Mm. And so uh, it's usually an ornate piece of poetry uh, that is set to music. And this one here is uh, Misa uh, Gabriel de Celis, okay? And, and we'll listen to it, but it is, uh, I'll, I'll read the words to it because I think it's, it's quite, quite lovely. It's uh, uh, sent from heaven, Gabriel, the faithful messenger, discourses in sacred words with the Blessed Virgin. Hence, in accordance with the covenant, the word made flesh has come into being, yet the maidenly womb is ever untouched. And, and of course, it goes on and on. It's, it's quite lovely. And, and um, um, I think you'll enjoy this also because we're going to hear medieval polyphony. We're going to hear uh, uh, the multiplicity of voices, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a choral work. It's a different kind of a, 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 a performance than, than what we just heard. It's not a chant. It's actually polyphony itself. So this is the Misa Gabriela de Celis, the sequence. Happy art thou, O sacred Virgin Mary. Let's listen to it. This is 13th century music. I think you'll love it.
Welcome back to Notes from Above, the program that explores the intersection of music and faith. And I'm your co-host, Deacon Tom Lowy. And I'm Sister Sarah Burdick. Wow, I like that song. You do? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. shout out to Virgil on the organ. Yes, Virgil Fox on the organ. And I'll tell you, that guy's knocking it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The name of the piece is Sleepers Awake. Uh, that will wake me up. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, uh, the composer, of course, is uh, Johann Sebastian Bach, and uh, we we know this piece. It's, this is a classic. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, of uh, Advent music. Uh, this is uh, um, I'll actually I'll read the the the, the opening uh, verse section here. Sleepers, wake! A, a voice astounds us. The shout of rampart guards surround us. Awake, Jerusalem! Arise, midnight's peace, their cry has broken, their urgent summons clearly spoken, the time has come, O maidens wise, rise up and give us light. The bridegroom is in sight, alleluia, your lamps prepare and hasten there that you the wedding feast may share. Amen. What come a story, Lord Jesus. huh? Yeah, Amen. Come Lord. And that, of course, is exactly what uh, Advent is is about. Come, Lord Jesus, come. come Lord Jesus. You know, and uh, this uh, this this is a classic piece. I mean, this this is uh, um, you know Bach was uh, uh, you know extant in the in the 1700s. He died in 1750, uh, and when he when he wrote this, of course, it was in in German, obviously, and and uh, uh, but and I was having a hard time finding a good example of it. And then I ran across this this organ performance by Virgil Fox, and I just went, "Wow, there it is!" That's beautiful. Yeah, it's uh, it's from a recording called uh, Bach's Greatest Hits. Yeah, I guess that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was released in 1991 on BMG Classics, and uh, I highly recommend it. I think that. Uh, First of all, cut to cut to cut. It really is, you know, his greatest hits, you know, and and wonderful performances by some of the greatest uh, um, artists and musicians of of that period, you know. So it's just good stuff, good stuff. But um, yeah, sleepers wake. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, um, just for for the the sake of of brevity and making sure that we're that we're moving uh, in a uh, a fashion that because that, we got a lot of music to play here, right? So I won't be talking this half go. Oh, okay, good. Um, no, not, but, good. Not good. no, not good. good. No, 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 oh, you got to talk. Right. All right, no, go ahead. This this is an early piece here. Also, this is uh, sometime between it's almost the same uh, period of time of um, of uh, Johann Sebastian Bach. This is a Charles Coffin's um, uh, lyrics for a piece called "On Jordan's Bank." You know this one? Uh huh. Yeah, you do, huh? On Jordan's Bank. Because also in Advent, we also talk a lot about uh, John the Baptist. Indeed. Why do we talk about John the Baptist? Because he prepares the coming of the Lord. And John, as Augustine says, John is the voice and Jesus is the word. Ooh. That's Augustine. That is just, it's just Augustine. Augustine. Yeah, it's just Augustine. He's my buddy. Yeah, he's a good guy. <clears throat> Uh, anyhow, this this is some. Um, uh, by the way, just so you know, uh, this is this is adapted from a, a German hymnal that was released or not released, but that was pr- was printed in 1690. But what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the choir of King's College, Cambridge, uh, uh, singing on Jordan's Bank. And on the other side, we'll have a conversation about this particular piece because I think it is wonderful. Let's listen to on Jordan's Bank.
you go. There's well, a classic. Deacon Tom took that one right over the finish line I all think so. by himself. <laughs> or maybe into the end zone, dragging the the defensive line. <laughs> well, and he it does, punched it, just, it in. It does come to a, a rather dramatic end, I, I have to admit. You know, it's it's quite a piece. You know, we should probably look at the lyric on this because it really is amazing. I, everybody knows the opening on Jordan's Bank, The Baptist Cries. I know it's... Uh, that the Lord is nigh, awake and hearken, for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. But here's the part we sing it, but we often I don't look I don't think we look at the at the words themselves. And I think this is worth listening to. Okay, then cleansed be every life from sin, make straight the way for God within, and let each heart prepare a home where such a mighty guest may come. Okay. That, how do we do that? Ooh. How do we do that, Deacon Tom? How do we prepare our hearts? How do we make it a home for Christ? I'm going to boot that one to you. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, there is there is a sacramental thing that we can do. Okay. Okay. Time's up. We okay. got to go. There. <laughs> no, there is. There's the sacramental, yes. which is which is uh, you know uh, reconciliation. What we can do is we can we can ponder uh, you know where we have failed, okay, where we have sinned, where we have hurt the Lord. Okay, and ourselves. Okay, and others, right. uh, and we can we can uh, uh, repent uh, of that behavior. Okay, uh, those words, those we're, thoughts. We're cleaning and, up that heart. Okay, and then and, and then. then we go to confession, and we and we we confess to God our sins, and that is a preparation for sure. That's pretty good. You, you like that, that one? You done good. Yeah. Where, where, where were you going to go with it? Well, I think you started on a good note there, and I think that the. Um, you know, after that, going to the sacrament of reconciliation and then that um, praying for grace to not fall into those same sins again. Oh, yes. You know, and just praying for grace to um, fully surrender to the Lord, that absolute surrender and just right. say, Lord, I want I want you to have my entire heart. I don't want to reserve any, quote, room in my heart for myself. You know, if you've never read, there's a little pamphlet. It's called My Heart, Christ's home Ooh. it's really it's it's really fascinating it's a pamphlet huh? it's a little pamphlet that you can get and um i read it years ago and i still remember just parts of it that really struck me you right. know right. so i mean you know it's like a, a little story of someone who invites christ into their heart and the heart is a home and there are different rooms that you go through and Ooh. you know there's one room where you know jesus walks into the house he's glad to be there and he's like what's that smell something stinks he goes, it's coming out of that closet up at the top of the stairs. I can't, oh, come on, I've given you all the rooms. Can't I just have this one place for myself? And Jesus says, I'm out of here. I'm not staying here with that smell. I mean, basically, you know, the guy, you could, you could throw anything there, you know, could be an addiction to pornography or alcohol or, you know, whatever right, right, it might right. be. And Jesus is like, no, I want it all. I want your entire heart. Reserve nothing for yourself. Give it all to me. Wow. That's really good, sister. Well, I'm not uh, making it up. It's no, some, I know. But it's, you should check it out. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, uh, what that was it again? It's We're, called My Heart, Christ's, like you know, Christ possessive, yeah. Christ's home. My Heart, Christ. It's very good. Home. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll definitely have to go and look at that because I think it's important. I think what you're saying is is absolutely essential. You know, we live in a society right now where um, people don't even believe in sin. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, what is that? You know, well, I, you know, oh it's gosh. not a, you know, this, 
that we're making that stuff up, you know, but, you know, or I'm innocent because, you know, I'm just doing what I think is right or feel is right. I'm a good person. I'm a good person, right, yeah. Yeah, we've got to be very, very careful about that, Mm -hmm. you know. When when you're in, in, yeah, here's one, you know, I mean, does someone you know, did you talk to them and and they started crying? Okay, why did that happen? Mm. All right, I mean, you can't be completely good if you're making somebody cry. You know what I'm saying? That there's oh, I know people that make people cry, and it's usually for good reasons, Bob. <laughs> well, that's right, because <laughs> you are teaching. After all, you almost have to do that. Mm-hmm. But no, but seriously, seriously, you know, we we are not innocent of of our behaviors. Okay, we're not innocent of our own words, and and we do have a tendency, a, and it's a, a massive tendency to um to do things that are wrong, to slip over that edge. Okay, and do things that are, are hurtful to ourselves and to others. And we have to go and admit to those sins. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what we're going to go. We just we just listened to some really beautiful choral music, but now we're mm. going to go and take ourselves into um, Let's the, do this. the Advent section of uh, the uh, the Great Messiah by uh, George Frederick Handel. I love this. I do too, and this is one of my my favorite. Uh, um, Compositions, classical compositions, for a number of reasons, but this this particular performance, uh, it's it's a it's going to be it's going to feature um, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Uh, the tenor that we're going to listen to is a gentleman by the name of James Gilchrist, who was chosen specifically for this this production of the Messiah by the conductor John Rutter. Oh, we know him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and um, this is uh, in in uh, the, the Messiah. There are um, sections. Okay, it's the story of of the of, of, of Christ. It's mm-hmm. the life of Christ. Uh, you know, in in music, set to music, and uh, the Advent section to me is is perhaps the most um, uh, gripping part of it. I mean, I really love it. I really mm-hmm. do. And uh, so, what we'll do is we'll listen to to um, uh, James Gilchrist singing "Comfort Ye." My people, I think we should listen to this, and on the other side we'll have a conversation about Handel's Messiah and Comfort Ye, My People.
just so powerful in so many in so many ways this this is taken from Handel's Messiah there if you if you're familiar with the piece it opens with a, a little overture a symphonia okay and and then the very first thing we hear spoken is the word comfort mm-hmm. comfort ye comfort ye my people saith your God you know Deacon Tom I I'm sure I've said this before but this comfort comfort it's it's actually a double it's a double imperative. It's, now, what do you mean by it's, that? What I mean by that is it's comfort greatly. Okay. It's not just comfort comfort, but it's a double imperative, and an imperative is like a command. Wow. Right. So it's comfort greatly. You know, comfort greatly, my people. Be of comfort. <gasps> wow. Wow. Think about that. Seriously, as uh, all, all you folks listening, I mean, as we as we enter into this holy season of Advent. Um, can we take comfort? Um, and if we can't take comfort, we need to go and understand why that is. We actually need to, to, to say, I, I have to release myself from these trials that I face, if I can, mm-hmm. and, and let the Lord bring his comfort into right. my life. Right, exactly. Uh, and that's really, really difficult. <clears throat> you know, especially, you know, uh, as, as, we, as we move towards Christmas, there's a lot of stress. Family becomes an enormous stress. Mm-hmm. I, I know, you know, we we have to be here on such and such a day, and we have to do this, and we have to, you know, uh, high expectations. Right? And, and sometimes I don't get along with these people, and uh, uh, you know, what am I going to do? And 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 I have all these, uh, you know, important things that must be done, and and they must be done. And then it snows, and then it's cold too, and then you know, my car won't start, and all the, all the things that are part of life, yeah. okay, seem to be like just all boiled into the same pot. Uh, during Advent, okay, it's like a really complicated time. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to go back to what we heard in this um, song, which is, you know, singing scripture here. Mm-hmm. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And we were talking about how how do we prepare the way for the one who is the way? Right. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Great question. How do we prepare a way for the way? That's something to think about. That is, there's a mystery. Well, listen, we're going to go and t- come to a close. Uh, this is, I want you to listen to this lovely, uh, vocal, uh, the, uh, our vocalist is Melanie, uh, Marshall. Uh, she's going to be performing with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra and the Cambridge Singers, uh, under the direction of John Rutter. And she's going to be singing, Behold, a virgin shall conceive, uh, O thou that tellest good tidings of Zion. Thanks for listening. shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel 